0: Om, Anur, Aniran, Mahatmahiyan, Atmaishridantu, Nihitu, Bahayam, Tamakrato, Bhikita, Shoko, Dhataprahadan, Mahimano, Atmanah. Smaller than the smallest and greater than the greatest is the Atman, who dwells in the heart of all being. The desireless one, being free from grief, realizes the glory of the soul the purity of his senses and mind. The topic today is the soul of spirituality. After the satisfaction of desires in life, a time comes when we shall seek something higher, something better and more attractive. This search of the ego for something higher than it has yet possessed is the basis of its spiritual evolution. Step by step, you realize the truth, discover it first, and variety is necessary for evolution. In spiritual life, there are ups and downs. For distance, it looks as if the person is going down while climbing a mountain, but really it is part of his progress. Until a man begins to see the other side of life, dark side of life, no spiritual advice is of any avail to him. However great a man may be involved and deed, there will come a day when he will have to understand that he must become free from cravings, Swami from Turiyananda. Swami Shivananda. as long as the man remains satisfied with earthly enjoyments and attainments, he has not started on the spiritual path. When the pangs of separation from God pierce the mind, the time for God vision is at hand. The difference between a great man and an ordinary man is in conviction. The characteristics of a great man are, he keeps calm in danger, he has the power to say the right thing in the presence of many people. In prosperity he has forgiveness, in battle he shows prowess, in learning desire, and he is always intent upon doing good. From it. Soul of spirituality. By the soul I mean the core idea of spirituality. General spirituality is there, as some of the authors are telling, when the mind is no more satisfied with the limited things, a type of dissatisfaction comes. When do we seek for something when we miss mm. it? Or we have heard about it, we have not seen it. But then is the query starts so this, they think, I have started, I have tried everything. A person in life, often you will see, they have achieved everything normally. But still, a time comes and they feel a sort of a uh, want, a sort of like a is not that is not complete. They have money, they have normal positions in life, normal enjoyments of life, children, this, that. But still, there is a part of dissatisfaction. Aldous Huxley, Gerald Hart, there's a group of scholars here. They were stressing that point more and more. If you think life is already explained, there is no new curiosity. When things like life is not fully explained by the things we know, then only the new query comes. That is the major idea of starting spiritual life. But I am trying to focus on the core, the major idea in the spiritual life. Spiritual basic idea is we have accepted that life is beyond materiality. life is beyond the limited aspect of things. Vedanta's explanation why man is not satisfied in spite of everything, it is because... He is infinite in nature. Infinite in nature, because man said, the scripture said, the man's reality is not the body, not the mind, but the spirit. Body has limitation. After hundreds of years, it will not be there. Or even when you have earlier, in spite of everything, some ups and downs. Life means ups and downs. Experience means good and bad. If there is no bad, there is no good also. There is their test. So that is the normal experience of life. But when you feel this is not enough, the Vedantic explanation is why? Because, because you are bound to the finite, the dualistic idea, you cannot be 100% satisfied. That is the idea. Acharya Shankara, that to face the Mimamsakas, their idea was the highest goal of human life is heaven. And what is heaven Well, there is no defect. Now if you eat good food too much, your stomach is upset. Huh? But in heaven, it won't be upset. You see? You have any type of enjoyment, there is no reaction. Normal enjoyment in life, there is a reaction. So their idea was ever is a place which you achieve by spiritual practices or ritualistic pra- practices. There's the major methods. And by that you realize that. A modern man likes that idea. See, that is why often, as I point out, theoretical science and practical science. Everybody lionizes the practical people who can produce wealth produce things, but then basis is theory. Uh, Unless the theory is behind, there is no practical application. But the evolution doesn't want it. He wants immediate result. So the argument Shankar had to face, that these achievements are not enough. Or even if we accept Mimangsharga's position, that there is a place, where well, there is no suffering. He said, no, it is, in the nature of things, it is impossible. His two arguments were <coughs> with the analogy of rich people. I have no want, everything is fine with me. Uh, my health is good, my wife is good, my son is good, my daughter is good. My friends are all right, we are all right. But my sons are so good, but his sons are a little better. You see? So jealousy said, even if you are in heaven, a little jealousy will come. With the analogy of rich people, everything is there. Still, I feels jealous. Why he should have a better son? This one argument, jealousy. And second argument, monotony. Every day you are taking good food good to today good food, tomorrow get food, never to you become bored. So boredom is the second argument. If everything good doesn't mean you'll be enjoying, you'll get bored. The entire hippie movement came because of boredom, you see. And yeah, because, and most of them were rich people's sons, and girls also. So uh, that boredom is a normal life. That's uh, in every society along uh, with good food there is a rotten food also uh, Swiss uh, bread or, Swiss, uh, or Indian idea dried fish, rotten fish go to Burma they got nappy another bad smelling fish like that okay, they know how to cook without smell also but what I am driving at dri- driving at is that Man likes to change. Even if it is bad, it is a change. Napya once had an occasion to take. Uh, I was in Delhi, Delhi, Swami in charge. So, half of the of Swamis were invited by Barmi's ambassador, Mrs. Aung San, this mother of that this girl, that woman who became chosen as the president, but his house arrest got the Nobel Prize and all that. Uh, her father was a martyr for independence king. There is a whole family and this girl is bold. At that time she was 19 years old when we won their house. And that competition with another Swami how many books they have read. Anyhow, then Mrs. Aung Sang, after we finished eating, Swami, do you realize I have served you nappi? But that nappy had no smell. So the cultured family, they know how to, but nappy is a psychological thing, you see. But really we did not feel any smell and all that. Anyhow, what I am telling, every group has got something rotten. Just to make a change. just to feel a change, that idea. So there is Shankara, he got, got bored. Every good thing, every day this thing, every day this. So you like to have a change, The idea. So as feeling of want is inevitable, inevitable to come. One idea is you are enjoying, enjoying, still you feel it. And when you suffer, of course, you feel quickly. You when you suffer, then more quickly you feel a man loses his wife, loses his money, lose our husband and all that, they feel the pain more quickly. Of course, suffering is not considered too bad because suffering evokes a good sentiments, so sympathy, fellow feeling, feeling for others. <coughs> there is a story about Hubert Humphrey, who was a vice president and candidate for presidency, could not get, Now, he always, from his beginning, as a congressman or senator, what I have forgotten, but anyhow, brought bills after bills for the improvement of the labor conditions. Then, unfortunately, or fortunately, a grandson was born for him, defective. Then he went on bringing measures after measures for the protection of children. So millions of children are benefited because of him. And he did it because of his grandchild defective. Now bo- the birth of a grandchild defective was good or bad? It was bad for the family but good for millions of children. So what we say bad ultimately may not be bad. That is how uh, Hinduism, Vedanta, faces the problem of evil. Whether evil is evil at one stage, it may not be evil at another stage. That way they try to get away from this problem of evil, It is a theological major problem. If God is a good person, why should he create bad, bad thing, evil? evil in my life. Somebody dies near and dear one or something happens and all that. So, Vedanta sy- system is they ignore the evil. There is nothing called evil. Mother was by theory, mother has, is in good as well as bad also. Uh, she can good, good and bad, both. Because if you say that good is, God does it, who is a good man, And where, where will it go? Of course, you put on somebody else called Satan. That Satan limits God. Even if it's tiny, still it limits the infinity. And that is the defect of all the one-birth religion, like Christianity, Islam, Judaism, most of the religions that originate in Middle East. But here, the idea is not. The same reality should have it, but we don't want the one I loved. One I love, I don't want to see defects in him. So, how to escape the defects? Tell you it is not defect at all, it is, it is a merit. Many mothers do like that, their children. Maybe bad from the standpoint of other people, but to the mother, no defect. Wonderful boy. You see? That is all that. There is, you see, one side. And I tell many newly married. Boys or girls when they come. For 10 years, don't see any defect in your husband. Otherwise, you will try to get away, you see. So see everything good. I'm sure there are bad also, but don't look that side. Uh, After 10 years, you start looking. That is all right, you see. (laughs) Because by that time, you got used to your husband, and you cannot get away, you see. Uh, uh, A substitute may may not be a good idea. So you hang on, you hang on, that idea. Anyhow, that idea that you don't look at the semi side of things. Whereas they are advocating, you don't become, query about spirituality will not come unless you have seen or experienced bad side. Bad side of life. That's why you find in spiritual literature, religious literature, Almost one-third of the books are full of suffering. One-third of the books will tell about this problem, this problem, this problem. And we turn to God for two reasons. Oh Lord, save us from trouble. Oh Lord, I have got trouble, but give a little more. That's all. And these are the two reasons. Eighty percent of the people, all of us, turn to God for that person. Along with that, of course, a little belief is there in God a little devotion is there everything a little is there by measure reason is that idea anyhow so this idea that uh, feeling of suffering brings reality or understanding sympathy more quickly more quickly that idea so but all of us want to get away from suffering even half the spiritual literature also one Though one-third I was standing for uh, semi-side of life is shown by those religious literature, so many people don't like to read them, and I also don't present the renunciation book to newly married couple. I don't get, don't create trouble now. After ten years, you start uh, quarrelling and whatever you want to do. So for ten years, don't look at it. Look only this good side, good side of thing, and we can do it. According to our habit, we can do it, you see. So, in human nature, we shield. So, what is this? Prove that you have faith in God, you defend defend him. When somebody decry him, then you try to defend giving arguments, this, that. That means you are protecting God, like a father or a mother, that idea. Anyhow, so this is the position. And that, we want to get away from suffering, but suffering is a way of life. All these religious systems, their highest goal is realizing God, but in day-to-day life, to facing the problems of life. Uh, they don't talk too much how to pro- uh, face the joys of life. When you are happy, there no philosophy necessary, no religion necessary, see, no psychology necessary. You are happy. But when you are unhappy, then you ask, why me? Or how to get out of it? So one point is, mind. All the enjoyments and sufferings are in the mind. A good food, is yeah, for five minutes. Huh? A good experience, five minutes. Then, oh, it is over already. Over already. For some time, satisfaction may remain. Then after 15 minutes again, feeling I want to do that. If not fifteen minutes, fifteen days, not fifteen years, you can add that. We have no objection. That is the position. So feeling will come that this is not enough. So they said enjoyment in the mind. A good food, good person, good beauty, this thing, that thing. all give them some joy, there is no doubt about it. But it is after some time, you feel that is not enough, something more, something more. So, religious groups try to show you are very unhappy. What is the reason? Physical ailment. My ailment, or my loved one's ailment. So they all try to explain to you, especially yourself, Don't think you are the body, you are the spirit. How do I know it? Because the great teacher says so. And body is giving you trouble. Giving you trouble, if you can forget about it for some time, either taking a tablet or something, Hmm? painkiller, there is one method of forgetting. But it comes back. So better to build up the strength in the mind itself. Physical health could be there, but normally it is the mind which feels it. So, make the mind strong enough not to feel it. This is bringing, this thought brings pain to me, I won't think about it. The major, major enjoyment and sufferings of life are in the past or the future. Grief, when it becomes More often, that is, the past thing is coming in. There is a psychologist who calculated, this calculation may be different, you see, that 40% of the worries of man is around his past. Why did I do like this? I could have done like this. My behavior was not right. My decision was not good. Uh, By the by, there is famous writer, Mrs. Pearl who wrote our Chinese uh, novels and this and that. She said the first marriage is experiment. Uh, but second marriage must be very strict, not to allow breaking up second time. You see? As far okay she married third time. <laughs> Anyhow, every time she became famous, she changed the husband. One uh, le- richer person. Then second time, again more famous, a much are all publication line, and third one another. But anyhow, in a book autobiography, said second marriage should be very strict. By that time, the girl or the boy has got time. What mistakes they made in their conjugal life? So the next time, hopefully, they'll try. They'll try to avoid those mistakes. Anyhow, so the idea is. How I mind brings the pain, suffering. Is that. So, by the, in the mind itself, we must build up this strength. Similarly, the ideal realization in life is change of the mind. Highest realization, or highest, the core, the soul of spirituality is change of mind. Now, if the mind changes, the life will be changing. The transformation in life is one of the signs of spiritual development. Life must change that idea. Of course, Gita tried to save the people from too much change. Buddhists said, if you mind is change, renounce, become a bhikshuk, bhikshu or bhikshuni. But then the whole social fabric will be disturbed. And one of the charges from Vivekananda against Buddhism, the Buddha stressed too much of renunciation. As a result, India became weaker physically. So, Muslim hordes came after, came, or even before them, other hordes came, Greek, Scythian, this, that, Mongols, and others. And India could not resist them. One of the charges, he said, is because the Buddhist stress and ohimsa and the best best people of the society renounced. Best people of the society renounced. That was one of the defects according to him. Anyhow, <coughs> so mind change, life change, transformation. Other than mentally you can say I am alright. Gita supports it that you need not physically change too much, mentally change is alright. Now every man who has got spirit of renunciation, if he leaves his wife and goes away, all the family will be disturbed, you see. And in those days they used to marry too early to run away, you see? Uh, by, the, by the time they're 10, 12 girls, boys, a few years more, don't marry. By the time their mind is developed, they're already married. So that will create a problem. In fact, in our order, they would not take married people for a long time. Because in Indian context, at one time, nowadays, girls are highly educated, they have their own jobs. At that time, they depend on the family or the husband. If the man goes away, what happens to the girl? The wife. So they did not allow married people to go away. Or if only son for the whole family, mother, father. Nowadays, everybody is independent. Nobody cares for anybody or nobody is dependent on anybody. So they allow other people also to get the help. Anyhow, the first is the change of the mind. Second, mind is changing, still we may not take it with our heart, whole, wholeheartedly. So feeling should be so strong, mind itself turns into heart, of course, one way. That when your heart accepts the idea, change in life is very easy. Attuned to the ideal is more easy. More easy it is. So heart must accept it. Intellectually, a thing you accept, it matters. change your life too much. A little changing is possible, of course. But not too much. But if your heart accepts it, then only you go for it. Then only, that is mind and heart must combine. Intellectually you should be satisfied and heart must accept the idea. Then only changes are possible. Now with the change what happens that conviction comes. Conviction comes. Like that Vedantic theory. You are not the body, not the mind, but the spirit. But conviction must come that I am not the body. Then only Demands of the body you can ignore. But then you must know the mind, all our enjoyment, suffering. Mind must be under control so that whatever the mind supp- suppressed me, I don't, I am not cowed down by it. If I don't want it, of course. If I want it, it's all right. But if I don't want it, still mind forces me for various reasons. That don't do it. So mind control is another idea. And many people don't like the idea of control. So we soften it by telling mind mastery, mastery of the mind. Everybody likes to be master. Huh? Everybody likes to be master. Nobody wants to be a servant or a slave of certain thing. And then comes the idea of spirit. Now spirit is not as evident as the body and the mind. Mind also you must remember among the scientists, philosophers, and logicians, very difficult to establish the mind. It is an inference. It is an inference. We know the mind is there because mind becomes sometimes too much with us. It becomes a problem, a trouble. Even Swami Vivekananda at one time said, how I wish to have a tablet, which will make me forget all my, you uh, know, all my uh, studies and intellectualism, but that creates more problems than things. In later days, used to say, to follow a thing, first see, If there is a conflict between a brain, which is the seat of the mind, according to some, and the heart, follow the heart. You say. heart is more sure. And that is why sometimes some people th- say that women are more close to nature because they first react emotionally, hard. Their intellect comes later. Because they immediately react to a situation. Uh, sometimes I give examples and people complain, why every time you tell a woman, why not a man? You see, I had a story. A woman went to a, an astrologer and the astrologer said, Oof, you are having much trouble. Everybody on the street who stop. Have you got trouble? Everybody will say, I have got trouble. You may be very rich man, every healthy man, some trouble he will say. Anyhow. So, have you got trouble? I have got trouble. the this, uh, this question comes in life. How much trouble you have got? How much you can face it? I can face it unless I am identified with this idea. So why women are called more? I am not finishing the story. The that she went, said, oh, you've got so much trouble. She said, yes, it's true. How long more? Like, Ten years more. After that, after that, we'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so some ladies, I've got some young people around me also. So their question, why do you say, uh, women every time. I told I could tell men, but men don't react well or so quickly, you see. Yeah. oh, you have suffering. Oh, immediately accept it, you see? Or it will take so much time and all that. So because women, comparatively, that means there is no, uh, there is only exception everywhere. Uh, comparatively, they react more quickly and they never, Instinctively move. This is the theory. If you don't like to take, you need not argue with me. Just don't take it. You see. <laughs> so that is the idea. Instinctively you take it. Your heart has accepted it. And Shankarbabu says, "When is your character formed? When your heart has accepted it." So he says, telling the truth. When there is no conflict, unconsciously, you automatically tell the truth, you are established in truth. But ethical philosophers argue against it. That ethical philosopher's moral behavior, there must be a struggle involved. This is good, I know. This is bad, I know. What shall I do? Shall I follow the good or the bad? Mm-hmm. And then I follow the good, that means I'm a good man. I follow the bad, I'm a bad man. And all the good forces will help you when you try to be good and the bad forces will help you when you try to be bad also. That's why companionship, holy companionship that is recommended if you want to evoke a particular particular tendency. You want a singer, mix with the singers, not with the scientist, what will do with him? Like that is holy companion. People of similar temperament. Anyhow, so identification, they feel identification. Motivation also comes from theoretical conviction. Theoretical conviction helps, but nobody follows an idea because of his intellectual importance. Barton Russell had an in, in, interesting analogy. Probably he was in Boston or something, I don't know. So he gave the analogy, a man wants to go from Boston to Chicago. Now the desire to go to Chicago is not de- dependent on that intellectuality, not, in, not on his mind. It the heart says, or mind in nonsense, says, I want to go, brain will decide which way to go with a plane or a train or a, a railway or what way. He is explaining whose function is what. The so desire is spontaneous, when it comes to the heart. How to fulfill the desire? That is cogitation, understanding. So, there, body, then comes mind, both must be under control to a great extent. There only you have with the mind in your hand and meditation is a method that's why the people meditate meditation gives you concentration that means you have an idea you can follow with determination or meditation another part of meditation to withdraw why you are not able to meditate is drawn by other thoughts and you are not able to focus on something the spiritual progress will be considered when you are able to withdraw the mind and focus it on a goal. Even if it is a worldly goal, it is one sense. It is better than not to have a goal. So Vivekananda used to say, "If a man with an ideal makes five thousand mistakes." A man without an ideal, I am sure, will make 50,000. Why? Because, and therefore you should have an ideal, a standard. Ideal means a standard, what goal I want to achieve. So other than stage by stage I go, and I am not satisfied with the lesser stage, that idea. Anyhow, the third stage, the awareness of the spirit, trying to identify the spirit. Now, how to say, we have no experience of the spirit, something spiritual, something non-material, something divine. We have no dead to experience. How to follow it? Is it true or just a make-belief? There are, even if it's make-belief, it doesn't write, it can give you some benefit. See, if we ignore the demands of the body, even if the truth is not there, still it will give you some benefit. Some benefit. Uh, I remember Samuel Johnson, in one place, says, Even if your theory gives you strength to face life and lessens your fear, then even if it is not true, it has got a claim on human nature. Because lessening the fear of life, Hundred fears are there. By any theory, if you can lessen your life, lessen your suffering, it is a claim on society. It is a claim on society, that idea. So this, uh, this is an idea. The spirit, if it is merely faith, millions of people has been assured by Hinduism and Buddhism that you don't die. You die, but you'll be having another body. Now you have become 70, 80, 90 years old, body has become decrepit, or a difficult disease has come even younger. So, at that time somebody says, we should give you a nice, healthy, 25-year-old young man's body, or girl's body. Who will not exchange it? Yes, we shall get it. My car has become old. Somebody says, I give you a new car. Everybody will jump at it. Provided you are sure that you will get it. You see? Others old is old already. At least I have something. So their ideas We promise you a body. So Hinduism, Buddhism, for millions of people, life, old, old age, illness is not so painful. There's some hope is there after that illness, what is the difference between illness of a young man and the illness of an old man. Young man knows if I've got cold, in uh, seven days I shall be all right. But the old man thinks, who knows, it will turn into pneumonia. It may turn into this and this may be my last chance. So there is a the difference between the age and the experience of life. Anyhow, so first just faith, just belief, even if it is not true. Of course, if it is absolutely untrue, you cannot believe in it, you see. At least some doubt must be there. Oh, probably it is true, that idea. Then how to establish that there is truth that is non-material experience of life? So Vivekananda brought three arguments. One is about the divine existence of things, non-material existence of things. First, cho- first proof is the scriptures. All the scriptures of humanity said there is a, some existence even though one religion people, one, one birth people said there is no more birth. But still they believe some type of existence till the doomsday. Huh? At the end of the creation you, are ju- you will be judged, is it not? Your good and bad will be judged, and if it good is more, go to the good place. If good is b- bad, good is less, bad is more. Go to the other place. That was the normal idea. But in the meantime, where are you? Where are you? You'll have to be somewhere. purgation idea perg- perg- is there in Christianity and all that. So some type of they will have to agree to some type of continuity. Unless some immortality has to be agreed, otherwise the last part doesn't fit in. Hinduism within know every time you got go experiencing so your desires will be satisfied more and more your enjoy, your spiritual development also will develop more and more with every birth and then you'll be ready to have realization. There is an idea called Avatar. Hinduism idea is, God comes down on earth. He has created the world, God is in trouble, so he comes to solve the problem. He's is called an Avatar. Buddhist said, no, man becomes so good, he is an Avatar. So Buddha, there is a called Jataka studies. Buddha lived 500 lives, And every life he sacrificed himself for the group. Some other he was every time a a, 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 a leader. Uh, Every time a leader. Anyhow, and then he became a a perfect man. And yeah, perfection is an ideal in Hinduism, Buddhism, mostly. And perfection, you don't get in one life, so more chances are given. That is the idea. Anyhow, so you continue in some way. Because the scripture says so. Secondly, because great teachers have claimed that, we have realized it. Mahatma Gandhi says about Ramakrishna, his life helps us to see God face to face. Here is a man who was alive that day and he claimed I have seen God. Now, later they found whatever he claimed came true. And they have no motive to cheat people all the great teachers, they, are, they have no special alternative motive. So they must have told something good. The third idea is every person, sometimes or other feel that life is not finished with it. Life is not merely my body, there must be some another dimension in life. That is a vague feeling, vague feeling. Words were described is intimations of immortality. Immortal like to foreshare itself. You see? Right. Tagore, the novel laureate of India, had a famous poem. He said, Shimar maje osim tomi. In the midst of the finite, limited, you are the infinite. That means the world is a creation of the mixture. Finite and infinite, they mix together, and that the world is created. That means even the finite thing is not only finite, it has a mixture of infinite. That only, and that gives consciousness this, that. Anyhow, so this is the third idea, intimations of immortality or deathless nature of man. Another is more psychological. Martin Russell, great logician, mathematician, scientist, philosopher, he brought, took his five-year-old boy to Egypt. And the boy asked, where had I been in the days of the mummies? And he, the great intellectual, tried to persuade him for hours to convince him that he never existed. He said, no, I must have been somewhere. Then he writes, "It is a persistent belief of man, that will never be a non-existent thing. It must be somewhere, in some form, that idea. So, it is an indirect proof, not a direct proof, that idea. Direct proof is all perception. That The great teachers claim direct perception. And one argument, if a person of humanity claims it, it must be true also. They say astronomical truths. How many people understand it? Uh, You require 20, 30, 40 years of training to understand the subtleties of astronomy. Of course, they say, you also get training, you'll get it. Similarly, religious people who have some experience, they will say, you also try it, you'll get it. That is their challenge. But of course, if you have no experience, it is difficult for him to claim it. But some one says, even a man who has seen a ghost is better convinced than a very intellectual man. <laughs> Truth or not, something other than. I remember when I first came to this country, I heard about it, but not, I did not meet young people. Some older people I met, they went to drugs. So he tried to prove that drugs is a good thing. So being a religious man, he tried to prove the religion. Swami, through the drugs, I know there is a world behind. I said, if it is true, then I won't decry it. With drugs, of course, in yoga books it is written, with drugs you can have alternative experience. So he claimed, and I said, in that case I won't decry it. All the major objection to it, that you lose control over your mind, control over your mind, that idea. Uh, that is the major, major complaint against drugs and all that, particular drugs and all that. Anyhow, so these are the arguments that are given to establish that there must be some truth. There must be some existence behind our body and mind. That's why in Vedanta, one group of people are there. They don't go into psychology. They say, You go to philosophy. Somebody comes, Oh, I am so unhappy. Who is unhappy? I. Now, inquire who you are. Got into philosophy quickly. See? they don't allow them to think of psychology too much. That idea. That idea that you go to philosophical aspect. There is another theory, not merely Buddhistic theory, even Vivekananda just before coming, we were just searching the books to the new subject I gave you, you see. So I thought I must get at least a few clues how to present it. And Nowadays I am too old and speaking for seventy years, so I don't prepare much. So whatever the spot comes, and many people like unprepared things. You see, previously we would lecture like a professor, you see, one point, two points like that. Nowadays I don't do it too much. Of course, it comes because of so many years of habit. Uh, certain things still stick on. I remember he was Humphrey. About six months ago, I brought that topic. I couldn't remember his name. I told his vice president, he is this, this. Everything I remember, excepting his name. Only at night I remember the name. <laughs> so it is old age, probably. But today I remember it from the beginning. I had know doubt and all that. Anyhow, so these are the points I have tried to argue. By the soul, by and large, I meant the core, core of spiritual life. The core of spiritual life is realization. If I want to tabulate it, realization. Second idea is conviction. Uh, it's so convinced that he have no doubt. But faith sometimes is argued like that. Faith means not mere belief, but it's so definite that your whole life is colored by it. Colored by it. Third is the idea of purity. The soul is of the nature of purity, pure pure existence. So if a man lives a pure life, he is almost has touched the core of things, core of things, that idea. Or realizing that there is a basic idea. And whenever he is in trouble, he remembers that. According to Vedantic philosophers, they are more intellectual type, you see. Devotional type you experience at every stage, some devotion, some love, some this, uh, every stage, different stages are there. Where Vedanta talks about it, but final illumination is rare, of course. But comes at one flesh, you get it. There is a book called Panchadashi. In the one chapter, that discuss that meditation is for devotees. The more they can think of God, the better for them. But gyanis didn't meditate. I have known it. Why should I go on meditating? I have known I am the Atman. Why should I go on I am the Atman, I am the Atman? There is imperfect stage, I shall recite. They give the analogy. I know this is the wall. I know this is the wall. Why should I say this is the wall, this is the (laughs) wall? There is their their argument. Their argument. But as I said, transformation of life must be there. You may claim I have got conviction. But whether life has been transformed, that idea. That is the question. Anyhow, so there comes transformation of life conviction, then that should bring transformation. And there are minor types of realizations of, of different levels, different levels, but they will be tested by that point, You're living and all that, that idea. The code, some people may claim, why should I undergo all these troubles? Rituals, thinking, discussion, this, that. I stayed hold that God alone is true. Why? Because that teacher has told me. Why should I bother against? Of course, I did not bother, provided I have the conviction. Provided I don't have doubt. Mm-hmm. Doubt is a sign of imperfection, you see. But Ethical said you can have doubt, but you must opt for the eye. But there is also a lower stage. A lower stage. So these are the points I have tried to argue. As I have listed, the ultimate position or core, soul, major idea in spiritual life, that you remember your spiritual condition always. But by always doesn't mean all the time I'm repeating. That is Japam. That is Japam. Not that all the time. mother loves her child. Every time you not tell, I love my child. You no, know she loves her child. And you want know, to divine that. Yes, I love. This uh, is automatic, that is. But every time you need not recite. But as I was arguing, devotees must recite. The more you think of God, the more you are attuned to it. So another method of the devotees, the core of religion is self-surrender. Self-surrender I have not yet realized, but I have a belief and I offer myself to the Lord because I have realized my own effort I may not get it. By my own effort I may not rise to the level of that type of conviction. You see? So I surrender to the Lord. Now, if necessary, you can cry also. If you are a jnani, you cannot cry. You are not the body. Somebody has pricked it. You cannot cry. So Sri Ramakrishna argues in the gospel that it is very difficult to keep that idea. If you are pricked by a thought, you say, oh, that means you are not established. <laughs> but the devotees say, oh God, why did you put me in trouble? He can cry. You of course, some means a little defect has remained. But it's as good as, almost as good as. So that can come through self, self surrender. That I have surrendered to you, whatever you give me, right, wrong, good, bad, I accept it. I accept There is almost, probably they will say, penultimate stage of realization. So remember in the Lord all the time. All leaders groups say you must remember. We thought about it. It is intellectual or emotionally or even from the standpoint mind is impossible to think of the same thing all the time. It is not in human nature. So temporarily you can do it. Stop the mind while meditating or those. So how to reconcile the position that you try to remember. Brahmananda says, when you are advanced, with one-fourth of your mind, you can do all the heavy work in life. That means, three-fourths of your mind remain with you within. Within. But it is his experience. For us, probably one-fourth of the mind is with the Lord, when we remember, unconsciously, the. And then one-fourth engaged in activity. Other half, we don't know what is happening. But anyhow, that is our normal experience in life. So, but as I said, transformation is is a visible thing. Whether you progress in spiritual life, you can claim it. But claim it will not do what is the again, physical manifestation of it. In North India, to become the head of a monastery, ancient type of monastery. They don't ask the question whether you are realised. Huh? But they say whether, whether his life is unblemished, unblemished, whether he is idea from young days. Yeah, and other they gave special prestige to Brahmacharya continents and all that. There are the many temples in India. Uh, children are, not children, Say after 10, 12, they pour water on the deity. His father, uncle, they recite the mantras, but a Brahmacharya must do it, so he does it. Uh, many temples, yeah, we tell these, that that custom is there. So that is one of the physical purity. Why physical Brahmacharya is so much stressed? Physical enjoyment is considered the extreme manifestation of consciousness of the body, body consciousness. And the less body consciousness you are, are, have, the better your spiritual progress. So there is, in another word, it's called purity. Anyhow, less of body consciousness. That means purity is a test. Next test is transformation of life. How life has been transformed for the spiritual based on virtues and all that. So observing of the virtue. Practice of the virtue, you are still struggling. Absorption of the virtues become your nature. Second nature, then you are established in it. And then conviction, then this other indirect method is. Surrender and other ideas. Surrender especially. So these are the, some major ideas that I have done. I can apply this idea in different situations, but need not be done in everything. So this is my I conclude this way. The core of spirituality is awareness as I trust at Gita. Gita stresses that mentally if you have renounced, you have renounced. But society expects to you to renounce physically also. Others will think, oh, he is enjoying himself and asking us to give up, Is it? That's why the teachers, teachers will be normally it. That is how the monks and others got prominence. Especially last 300 years, Monks have been to come into prominence more. Old idea was a householder should in, initiate a householder. Why? Because he will not give an impossible ideal to a householder. Yeah? Impossible ideal he will not talk about. A household will balanced. Balanced life you talk about. Balanced life you live for a long time, gradually the mind will go up. That is the idea. There, that gradually. If he lives the life with discrimination, detachment, spiritual practice, then he will gradually rise up and up. And when he is old enough, then much of the whole will be lessened, that is. Right. That's why married life was not considered a detrimental to spiritual life. Why a girl a boy a boy Marries a girl, a young man, marries a young woman for her beauty. After 20 years, the girl loses her beauty for some illness or something. But he still loves her. That means she has transcended the body area. He has transcended the body area. That's why it is a social ideal to marry, but stick on to the person. And when I first came to Hawaii, I entered to that one girl told me. Her husband was there. They're a young couple. Swami, so, mean, the greatest austerity in this age is to stick on to one person. <laughs> but they are still married. That she told about 30 years ago. They still come and see me. They're still married. Uh, once a while I poke them in the story, you see, they laugh, but anyhow, they're stuck on. Anyhow, so uh, these ideas, I invoke the ideal of spirituality. You are all spiritual, otherwise you would not come and spend so much time, you know, so much time in hearing this. hearing itself is spiritual, uh, sign of spirituality, hearing itself. And also it is a method of progressing spirituality. Thank you. All right. I shall close with a chant. One point, covered, but not what is the sign of a yogi? The sign of a yogi, he recovers his balance quickly. Say a mother, anywhere in the mother of the world, if a child becomes sick, she will be upset. But a devotee mother will feel, no, the Lord is there, he will help me. He may help, or may not. But because of her faith and devotion, he will help me and do something. That way she tries to comfort herself, uh, not lose the balance, become more calm and serene, their idea. That is a sign of a mature mind or a yogi who recovers the balance, That idea. I shall close with a chant. Om asato ma sadgamaya, tamaso ma jyotirgamaya, mitturma Gamaya. Sarve Loka Bhavantu, Sarve santu niramaya, Sarve Pashrantu, Ma Koshti Lead us from the unreal to the real. Lead us from darkness to light. Lead us from death to immortality. May all people be happy. May all people be free from disease. May all experience the good. May none be subject to suffering. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace, peace. Peace, Vyantrasok.